Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbot. It's National Poetry at Work Day, Tony. You got a poem for us? I'm Tony Kornheiser. Roses are red, Michigan was wow. You've always hated them, so don't kiss up now. How's that? No, there's no kissing up. But, I, you know, I rooted for them. I rooted for Michigan. As you know, because I said so all season, I wanted Harbaugh to win. And I promised my sister-in-law, Allison, a Wolverine, maize and blue. Oh. I would not say anything bad about her alma mater today. So there it is, Allison. I have fulfilled it. Don't expect more than that. Yeah, but in the next segment, you can crush him. Welcome to PTI, yeah, boys Mike. and girls. In today's episode, the Titans fire Mike Vrabel. John Morant's out for the season, and Jeff Saturday joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with Michigan scoring 34 points, surprising people who thought Washington had the greater offense, and winning the national championship convincingly, 34 to 13. Michigan held Washington down. They rendered quarterback Michael Penix Jr. ineffective. Michigan dominated both the offensive and defensive lines. Wilbon, what did you make of the Michigan win? It's a Michigan win. That's how Michigan's supposed to win the game. And this is, I mean, this is Bo Schembechler football. You run the ball, you go for 170 or whatever it is in the first quarter. Power football. Washington's front yeah. could not, front seven could not handle Michigan in any way, shape, and form. Yes, Washington has the more spectacular offense, but by the way, Michigan's defense got after Penix enough that it hurt him yes. early in the game, and he was yes. off. And I don't know how much the pressure made him off. But that's Michigan football. That's Big Ten football. Is it as good year in, year out as SEC football? Sadly, as a Big Ten alum, I got to say no. But right now, this year, that's what Michigan's Mm. supposed to do. I don't want to see Michigan throwing the ball all around the yard. I realize Tom Brady is the most famous Michigan alum. Fine. That last night was Michigan football. This is far easier of a win than I ever imagined. They ran all over Washington. They had 303 rushing yards on 38 carries. That's eight yards a carry in a championship game against an unbeaten team. How did Washington get in this position? That looked like USC's defense. And and on the other side, when Washington tried to run 46 yards in 20 carries, Michigan totally stuffed them. And Penix missed wide open people. He missed touchdowns out there. He threw for 255 yards, Mike, on 51 attempts. That's only five yards per attempt. And he had two interceptions. He was so much better than that all year. He threw for 430 yards against Texas. I wonder if that affects his his draft stock in any way. I'm, I'm just overwhelmed with how much better Michigan last night, not every night, how much better Michigan was last night. I thought they made one mistake, Mike. I didn't understand why the they down. why they ran on fourth down with seven minutes to yeah. go in the first half. I didn't, I didn't get, get it. That. I said to the I television didn't. set, I said, no, punt it, pin them, make them go 90 yards, because when they got the touchdown after 50 yards, they were in the yeah. game. They were they back were in, the, in game. the game. Washington somehow stayed in that game, Tom. It was only a seven-point game even in the fourth quarter. So they stayed in it, but Michigan wore them down. By then, it is like the proverbial prize fight where you've hit somebody, body blows the whole game, the whole fight. They're they're hanging their heads by by late in the fourth quarter, and they couldn't keep up. I feel bad for Penix, who was great all season, as you say, and wasn't last night. But congratulations. Congratulations to Michigan. See, I said something nice again. Just, you know, 
So, so soft. You're an angel soft today, touch today. Total angel. Everyone loves you. After the game, Jim Harbaugh said, quote, someday when they throw dirt over the top of me, if somebody who was eulogizing me would simply say he was a Michigan man, that would mean everything. Close quote. It's clear what the title means to Harbaugh, Tony. What does it mean for him? Okay, well, if you found him to be an attractive hire 24 hours ago, he's a much more attractive hire right now. Because here is his resume. Okay, he is national college champion, and in the NFL, he coached in the Super Bowl. Uh, Who wouldn't want that? Now, maybe you don't want his personality. I understand that. But his resume is basically impeccable. He is no longer has to be tied to Michigan if he chooses not to be. If he wants to stay, he can stay. They're not going to get rid of him, even though they might feel a little bit awkward when he said, as he did last night, that we were innocent of all the sign-stealing stuff because the school made him miss three games and the Big Ten made him miss three more games and, and that kid Stallions left the team. But but I digress on that. Jim Harbaugh, if he chooses to be, is totally open for business today. And he should be. Why not? He's been great at both levels. He's been great in the pros where he got to the championship game, conference title game three times and a Super Bowl once in four years. And why why wouldn't he be open for business? Let me go back to Michigan in general and why it means so much to Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh knows the entire history of the University of Michigan football program. He played there. He played there. I mean, he got to a Rose Bowl there. Um, And he played for Tony as somebody who's a neighbor of the state of Michigan all my life. To me, Bo Schembechler, who's been to Michigan a number of times, Bo Schembechler is the greatest figure in the history of Michigan sports. All of it. I know people have won championships, the Isaiah Thomases, and the, the, I don't know if Al Kaline won one, but people have won championships in Michigan. They're not bigger than Bo Schembechler, and he never won, Tony. Michigan hadn't won an outright championship since 1948, and Jim Harbaugh wins this thing. Is he going to be bigger in lore ever than than Bo Schembechler? I don't know, but he's earned it. Mike, I am completely taken when the Harbaugh's stand up there and they go, who's got it better than us? Nobody. And today, that is true 100% of Jim Harbaugh. 100% true. We move on. Black Monday lasted into Tuesday as the Tennessee Titans have fired Mike Vrabel, who had been there six seasons and took the Titans to the AFC Championship game in 2020. But Vrabel's most recent two seasons resulted in 13 and 21. Vrabel, of course, was a Patriots player. He was on three Super Bowl winning teams in New England. Vrabel is said to be a favorite of Robert Kraft and could conceivably coach the Patriots if Bill Belichick leaves. Wilbon, where do you see this going? Man, this is hard. By the way, reality's not around to correct me or add. So I'll mention, by the way, somehow I forgot Gordy Howe and Steve and Steve Eisenman okay. in Detroit, among others, because those guys did a whole lot of winning, obviously. Um, Tony Vrabel can do it. It seems like he's a favorite of the Kraft family. Seems like whatever reading you do, that has come up. And not just now that he's free, this has been coming up for weeks. So if Vrabel wants to do that, fine. There, there are gonna be other jobs open out there. I mean, Atlanta's already open. Washington's already open. There could be openings elsewhere, you know. And you don't know what relationships club executives have with a coach who's been around for a while as a player and a coach. So I'm not going to sit here and try to guess where Vrabel's going. But it sounds like New England is someplace he very well could wind up. 
Yeah, I mean, Vrabel makes sense if the job is open. Is the job open? Has Bill Belichick left New England? Did something happen in the last 20 minutes that I am unaware of? No, the answer is no. Nothing matters until there is resolution with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And every single day we can do this story and talk about coaching, and it'll always lead over to Belichick. There's a report today that Josh McDaniels is considering coming back as offensive coordinator. He was very good at that, far better than he was as a head coach. And it is said that Bill Belichick really likes Josh McDaniels. So if you're Robert Kraft, do you want to sign on for that one more time, even without Tom Brady? I don't know. I was a little surprised, Mike, that Tennessee fired Vrabel. I, I mean, they, they looked really good beating Jacksonville, knocking them out of the playoffs. Derrick Henry said he they was were shocked. Out of the playoffs again. Said he was shocked. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I was, I was surprised. Let's take a break. Coming up, how much does experience matter when Joe Flacco faces C.J. Stroud? We're going to ask Jeff Saturday. We'll also ask him whether the storylines involving Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff will actually be meaningful on the field or just made-up media junk. You can't talk about any coaching jobs without mentioning so Belichick. Bill Belichick. You, you true. can't. Totally true. Over all- Pardon the Interruption is presented by Bray Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You are watching Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. Let's dig into this weekend's playoff matchups with our great friend ESPN NFL analyst Jeff Saturday in a beautiful tie. That is a great tie. Let me start oh, with this. You. The Cleveland Browns are at Houston early on Saturday. Some might call that the Deshaun Watson Bowl. Veteran Joe Flacco, <laughs> quarterbacks one team. Rookie, C.J. Stroud, quarterbacks the other. How much do you think experience matters in a game like this? Well, first of all, Happy New Year to you fellas. I hadn't seen y'all since the New, New year. year. Glad to all be back. Excited to be back. And I will tell you, I think a lot of people are going to you know, be confused by the answer, or a little bit shocked, I guess is a better word. I don't think experience makes that much difference. Now, 
Does that mean I think Houston's going to walk in and, and beat the Browns? I do not. But here's why. I think the Browns can run some tight man coverage on the back end of their defense. I think that's where C.J. Stroud has shown a little bit of deficiency to a degree, right? That hasn't been his best performances. So I think it's much more in the X's and O's of how teams can set up against it. Also, you got to deal with Garrett, that defense at home, all of those things uh, that happen for, uh, uh, for, for Miles Garrett in that defense going to Houston, you, they, those guys got to play. Like they got to establish the run at Houston. They can do a lot of different things, but it ain't about experience. It's about what that talent does. I think either team, those guys can go out and play, uh, but don't just label it experience. It's going to be how those teams perform. Well, we got a totally different factor coming into play, probably, Jeff, on Saturday between the Dolphins and Chiefs in Kansas City, where the temperatures should be like they are here in Chicago. Uh, around zero, we're talking single-digit stuff. Um, we mm. know that Peyton Manning used to soak his hands in ice water sometimes between snaps to get ready for the cold in Denver. Any other, any other tricks you have? Any other things you want to reveal, things you would go-to moves when you had to play in the super, super, super cold? Well, I will tell you this. Thank God I'm retired because I, I do not miss playing in that kind of weather, even briefly. I played in the Dome mostly, but even briefly, you don't enjoy those weather games. I don't care what anybody says. I didn't wear a shirt anywhere, but it's still cold. I don't care what anybody tells you. But here's the deal. Like, Manning was um, – Listen, he's the most prepared player I've ever been around. We did wet ball drills. We thought it was going to rain. He always did those kinds of things. And it does help. Like when you when you work those things in practice as far as soaking your hands, because all of that, the ball, the slickness on the ball, there's a wax that actually is on the ball. People don't know. All that stuff, as it gets cold, it gets more firm. It's more difficult to handle and deal with. So from the quarterback center exchange, all the different avenues, and especially for guys down in Miami, man, they don't, they don't deal with it a lot, right? So getting in there into Kansas City, it's going to be a major impact but here's the deal both teams got to play with it both teams will be fully aware it's not going to be a shock or a surprise they will practice they will take care of themselves uh and i think Tua and the rest of the guys will understand hey don't let this be something that holds us back is the weather because ain't nobody going to care if that's the issue man can't wait to see that i love the fact Me that too. i'm not in it full time anymore like i did growing <laughs> up the steelers have officially ruled out tj watt uh, with his injury. They are 1-10, Jeff, in games they've played without him. I mean, what, what specifically does he do to have that kind of impact, and how do the Steelers replace it? Well, let's just say if he was a quarterback, he'd be an MVP. That's the bottom line. I mean, the dude is, he's a dude, right? Like, like there ain't many on the planet like him. And let's just be honest, the guy changes everything about the way you plan for a game when you go play the Steelers. And so now with him not being there, you know you can slide to Highsmith. You know you can pick up the blitz a little different way. And at the end of the day, especially in the playoffs, it's players, not just plays. And so those type of players, the T.J. Watts of the world, that continue to find ways to get sacks, get pressures, get interceptions. I mean, this guy does everything and all things for the Steelers. And so when you think, when you walk out there, there's something comforting when you turn and look at him and go, hey, there's Watt, right? We got this guy. When he's not there, you got to look to yourselves. They got to have to, and, and, and Tomlin will have him ready. But to your point, one in 10 shows you how important he really is as a player of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We will get you out of here on this. The Rams are at the Lions on Sunday. So the media focuses on the fact that Matthew Stafford is returning to Detroit, where he played for so many years, and Jared Goff is playing against the team that spurned him. 
But in your experience, how impactful are these personal motivations? This is enormous. Listen, usually I would tell you what, when the media kind of creates story, this, you know, it's, ah, it's a little bit more. This is not. When he, when Matthew Stafford walks back in that building, he will feel it. And he will feel it in a massive way. From a guy who played in Indianapolis for 13 years and goes back as a Packer to walk in that, and it was a regular season game. You know, they played a video. Literally, I was in tears. I remember Mike McCarthy pulled me aside after the game and said, man, that was one of the greatest moments I've ever been associated with as a coach. You should be honored that your team looked at you that way. Man, it must have felt great. And we lost. And it was, it was enormous. So Matthew Stafford walking back in there. And how, like, the football gods are just mean, right? Like, how are you going to make t- Detroit 12-game winners, and now you got to play? Either you're going to put Stafford out or the Lions out. My, I don't even know which way to pick. My heart is broken. Already we didn't play the game, fellas. This is, this is torture, and, all, and, and, and it, just, it is a bad setup. I feel bad for the Lions fans, but uh, it, will be, it will be an enormous situation. Don't, don't minimize it. It's a big one. Thank you so much as always, Jeff. Thank Thank you, you. Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, fellas. Great seeing you. Let's take one last break. Still to come, where does John Moran's season-ending injury leave the Grizzlies? Leaves them in the cold like Kansas City and Miami. And for the second time in a week, Ohio State lands a big-name player through the portal. Everybody. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 26th birthday, Alec Manoa. The Blue Jays starter was an all-star in 2022 when he had a 16-7 record with a 2-2-4 ERA. He was a Cy Young finalist losing out to Justin Verlander. But in 2023, Manoa struggled. He was demoted to the Rookie League in Florida in June after going 1-7 with a 6-3-6 ERA. Toronto called him back. He went 2-2 two two with a 4-9-1 ERA in six starts. But then Toronto wanted to send him down to AAA in Buffalo. Manoa refused. He didn't go. By October, the Blue Jays were saying there was no rift between the organization and Manoa and that Manoa had not asked for a trade. And Toronto manager John Schneider seems welcoming to seeing Manoa in spring training. Tony, wishing stars happy birthday is fine. We're about, what, a month from pitchers and catchers? And where's the news? Where's the movement? Free agency, hot stove. You used to go wild over this. Now, you like know, I know stove. you're in tight with like the it. shield, with that other shield. Wow, where, no, where's like the baseball hot, news? I like hot stove in every league. I like okay. hot stove. All right. Happy anniversary, Carson Wentz, who you hate. On this day, eight years ago, <laughs> the quarterback returned from a broken wrist and led North Dakota State to a fifth straight 1AA championship rushing for two touchdowns and throwing for a third. Months later, the Philadelphia Eagles traded up to draft Wentz number two overall. Wentz was terrific as a rookie, better in his second year, 33 touchdowns, only seven interceptions through 13 games, but a torn ACL sidelined him from the Eagles' run to the Super Bowl. Wentz then regressed in Philadelphia. He faltered in Indianapolis. He faltered in Washington. This past Sunday, Wentz made his only start of the season as Matthew Stafford sat out and Wentz led the Rams to a comeback win over the 49ers. Tony, maybe that's the start of a second chapter. Because you just got to go, what, what happened here? How do you go from that early start in your career, first and second year, to what he went to? And I don't. Yeah. What I hated was the overreaction. 
the over the, the absurd amount of praise, you know, when he started to fall off and people just couldn't be critical and say, hey, he's fallen off. And now we know he's fallen off and hopefully he can get up. Happy trails, John Moran. The Grizzly star will have season ending surgery to repair a tear in his right shoulder. Suffered Man. the injury during a training session on Saturday. Moran was suspended for the first 25 games of the season for showing off a gun during an Instagram Live video. Without him, the Grizzlies went 6-19, but they've been 6-3 since his return, with Morant averaging 25 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists per game. In contrast, the Pacers got positive information on their star, Tyrese Halliburton, who left last night's win over the Celtics Good. with a hamstring injury. Today's MRI revealed a grade one strain, and he will be reevaluated in two weeks. Love Halliburton, glad he's not seriously injured. Tony, John Morant's absence could benefit the Lakers and Warriors more than anybody because Memphis is not going to be a factor. And that's going to open up at least a play-in yeah. spot, maybe a playoff spot. And the Warriors and Lakers, man, they are struggling to find any sunlight, any. You know what, Mike? Uh, there are people out there like Zion Williamson and Mike Trout who are great individual talents, but you think to yourself, maybe they're star-crossed. Maybe they are. I think that about John Morant. I think maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe so. that maybe great so. window of opportunity is shrinking just a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Let's go to the big finish. Let's Soccer great Franz Beckenbauer passed away at 78. How will you remember wow. his career? One of only three men to ever win a World Cup as a player and coach. And he won with the Cosmos three times with Pelé, Tony. I know you yeah, watched a lot of those games. I did. The I Bucks did. lost to the Jazz at home. Their fourth loss in five games. Cause for concern in Milwaukee? Yes, because Antetokounmpo is very, very upset. They've got a rookie coach, and that seat is getting really hot. Ole Miss star running back Quinshawn Judkins committed to Ohio State. Is that significant? Not necessarily. It's a kid transferring in every day. Running backs go here, go there. I, who knows what it's going to be? It's just daily, daily, daily activity now. The Jaguars fired defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell and multiple assistants. What does that mean? means you can't lose four out of the last five or whatever they lost to get knocked out of the playoffs. Five Somebody's got to go, and the head coach doesn't yeah. want it to be him. Last one, the Oilers won seven straight. They're at you, Blackhawks. How you feeling about this? That's probably a 7-2 loss, something like that. The Blackhawks are bad without nope. Bedard. Bedard's why we pay attention. He ain't there for at least a week. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. I am Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Poor Blackhawks, Tony. It's going to be a rough road. Now, here's Sports.